Hello and welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast, episode 86. Today we're talking the impact trains can have on property development. Uh, you'll be surprised, it's not all doom and gloom. So it'll be an interesting episode. You're going to love it. Jump on into episode 86. Welcome to episode 86, Bob Anderson and Hilary Saxton today talking trains and the impact they have on your property development. But before we kick off, as usual, giving away a copy of the book, uh, Secrets of Millionaires Exposed. And as you know, go straight to page 121. You'd be surprised how many people email me and say, oh, thanks for the book, or I'd love a copy of the book, and I'm going straight to page 121. That's Bob's chapter about property development. But there are lots of different property strategies in here so if you would like a copy of this subscribe to us on youtube uh, make a favorable comment on apple or spotify and you go in the draw to win that speaking of winning that this week's winner is johnson colloquy uh johnson subscribed to us on youtube and became just out of the draw this week's winner so that's in the post to you this afternoon if we get your address uh on time i'll get crystal to reach out to you and get that address but now Welcome, Bob, to the studio. Thank you. You're looking good this morning, Bob. I'm looking good. You're looking beautiful. If I'm good, you've got to be beautiful. Gee, thanks. Take what you can get. (laughs) Hey, um, so the impact uh, that trains have on property development, uh, this is going to be a great episode. We've already had a little pre-chat You ever been on a train? Yes, Bob, I've been on a train. Not that often. I know public transport's not your forte. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so not good. I'm very good at some things, and some things I'm rubbish at, and one of them is timetables and trains and ah, things yeah. i went to school with nine people and uh, on my first day it did grow up to about 15 was that in your class or the whole school no, the whole school so we didn't <laughs> have things like trains and where i lived it was very rural and it, just a small small town just mm. didn't have them and no and so the last time i just didn't grow up with it the last time I went on a train, I was catching up with some friends in the Gold Coast. You were coming down the next day. I remember that. So you told me where to go. Yep. You dropped me at the station, told me exactly how to get on. And, then I and started, how to get off. And where to get off. And I started talking to this lady on the train, and she told me to get off earlier than that. No, no, that's the wrong one. So I did, and I ended up lost in the middle of nowhere. So Did, did you learn anything from that? Yeah, don't use trains. Oh, what about listen to Bob next time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it cost me $25 in an Uber after that. Oh, oh that's goodness. what happens. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. That's funny. Is that the last time you've ever been on a train yep oh apart from the mary rattler what is that oh, old steam yeah. train that you can do a journey on that was a, fun. a bit gimpy yeah it's really worth doing if you live in queensland the mary rattler that was, that was a good morning yeah it's it's an, oh, what is that? it's an old steam train eh, that they just take you out uh, yeah yeah leaves um gimpy yeah. heads heads out yeah but that's it i'm not really a train what about you bob have what's been your experience with trains in property development or just growing in growing, growing up, up I, live, yeah. I live near well i the house I grew up in mm. was pretty close to a railway station, mm. and back in those days, uh, we didn't have electric trains. We had the chut chuts, you know, they were cold. Chut. Hang were on, cold? did you say chut chut? Chut chut, <laughs> chut those sorts of trains, you know. Nice. And uh, I think I was quite young when they converted over to uh, diesel and then eventually electric. But yeah, I had a fascination as a little kid. My mum used to walk me down to the railway station. I used to watch the trains. Pretty weird, eh? Oh, that's cool, but... That's before. You know, during your career and everything you've ever done, did you catch trains? Was that a going to a destination or a workplace thing that you did? Yeah, I did. Yeah, look, when I, when I worked for um, one of the big development companies in the city, I used to often catch a train. You know, parking being hard to get and expensive. But, um, 
Yeah. No, trains, I haven't, I haven't been on a train for a while, for about yeah. five years, but, um, you know, they're a great form of transport. They are. And, and as you sort of mentioned earlier, they in terms of property development, you know, they can be a, a good thing or a bad thing, depending, well, it depends a bit on proximity to yeah. tra- trains and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, well, let's unpack it because we, we wrote down a few things that, that we thought would be useful for people to understand about trains mm. and how they do affect property yeah, development. Yeah, it's not just black and white, is it? No, no, there's a lot goes into this one. So we'll start with the obvious, which mm. is pollution. And not so much a problem anymore. No. It uh, was in, in the old days, uh, even in the diesel days. But uh, electric trains, pretty pretty good pollution-wise. But, you know, some people may develop on a, on a, on a track that, um, that at least has some diesel pollution. You know, if there's, uh, like, not too much passenger trains. But, but it's not really an issue anymore. Not like it used to be. So is there is that something you would factor in? Like no, the not these days. You wouldn't. You'd just ignore it, that. Well, really. when you talk about pollution, uh, I was thinking of atmospheric pollution. You know, but but noise pollution. Yeah, I went. That was my next. That was my mm. next uh, topic to bring up. Noise pollution, which probably would be the thing people consider the most. Correct. Yeah, yeah, and of course not as bad as it was in the old days with electric trains. But you know, there's a lot of variables. Uh, you might be looking at a development on a railway track, let's say, and as soon as you see the track, you might run the other way. Don't necessarily run the other way. Have a look at it. Because let's say it's not at a railway station. It's it's on a track. Let's say it's between two railway stations. So the train is moving along at a fair pace. Most of the noise will be coming from the you know the wheels on the track, but not lots of it. And if it's just going past, that's not too much of an issue. Not too much of an issue when they go through at speed, uh, but but then it does depend on the position of the railway track in in respect to the site, mm. because it could be in some cases the rail the, the road oh, the road that let's go back to the train shall we? <laughs> yeah. The train could be going by above the lot, um, not often, but often level with the lot. But then if it's in a cutting. It could be way down below the lot. That's more of an issue, isn't it? Yeah. Because the sound travel being and travelling yeah. upwards. And there is the visual thing of trains as well. I mean, it's a form of visual pollution if you see them. But, I mean, I've looked at some... Not, not if you're a toddler. No, Little no. boys love trains, don't they? They do, they do. Mm-hmm. But They're probably uh, girls, yeah. Yeah. If you're... Let, let's say you're on a site and there's a cutting and it could be, you know, five or six metres down. You, never, you don't even see the train. Mm. And the, the embankment... Uh, acts as a as a sound buffer, you know, an oh, acoustic yeah. buffer. I thought there would be more impact because well, it goes up, lift up. It goes up, but it goes up above the track. It doesn't sort of go up and, and do a, and do a sudden ninety degree angle and shoot back at your townhouses. <laughs> so, you know, when you look at a at a, you know, maybe it's just a Google map, not not so much. Well, it could be Google, it's something two dimensional. You can see the railway track, but where is it in proximity to the site? And you know, you may have to look at a. Um, you know, contour plan or something, or even visit the site and see where it is because it, it might be very unobtrusive. You almost can't hear it and you almost, well, you can't see it and you almost can't hear it. Is, is it more impacted, Bob, by, you know, you just mentioned, you know, if it's going past, it's on a track between two stations. There's got to be places that have a lot of trains going through and some that only have less. How would you factor that in or would you factor that in? Would you look at 
uh, find out whether it was very a busy line mm. or a less busy line? Is that something you'd well, consider? It, it would be, I guess, um, particularly if it is putting out, uh, you know, some form of, if you like, uh, pollution, noise pollution, particularly. Yeah. Uh, and, and to some extent, visual. I mean, the more times it goes past the lot, the more times you see it, the more times you hear it. Uh, it it does have a it, it, you could take it into account. The thing I always say though is, look, people live on the railway line. Like you're looking at a site. Let's say let's say it was an old house. Uh, you you can demolish it. You can put up four townhouses. That's you know, something pretty typical. Well, somebody lived in that house maybe for you know well different people over you know sixty or eighty or hundred years. Uh, people live next door on both sides. People live right along the railway track. Mm, it's, it's not, not like th- it hasn't been done before. No, no. It, it's it's not like a uh, you know living living next door to a rubbish dump or something. It's you know it it's and and, and you do get used to it. Mm. You ask anybody who's lived on say a railway track or perhaps a busy road, and they always say, look, after a while, it's just you just sort of zone out. It almost mm. becomes. Uh, noise cancelling you know in the background like you've got some inbuilt Dolby system that eventually just sort of cancels it out your personal Dolby kicks in <laughs> I remember when Georgia and Jono did their first reno remember, mm. they, remember they bought that place that that was re- the train track was over the road yeah. and initially and we, if we were talking to them they would let us know oh there's the trains going past but that did stop mm. that did so their, do- their Dolby system kicked in yeah yeah and and I guess you you know, you can differentiate between the people that live on the track. Mm. Now, they they could be owner occupiers or they could be investors. Well, and, and I think yeah. we should unpack that one, Bob, because if you're looking for an investment and you want you're renting a property, often they might want to live near a train station. Well, definitely a train station. Yeah. Yeah. So we've just talked about, I guess, a site that's let's say between stations where the train's moving along at a sort of a set speed you know, it's not accelerating not decelerating was that the story you were telling me the story you were telling me yesterday when we went for breakfast about oh. you selling that site was that at a train station was that on a no it on was a on a track yeah look that was um we'll go we'll go back to this but this is quite funny th- yeah that, that was at the actually at the back of the sunshine case this is quite a few years ago now I bought a block of land just to do a spec house because i could see that this particular area is sort of going ahead and i, and I bought a block I don't re- normally recommend you buy a block of land and build a spec house, you know, but in this case, I did. And uh, it, was a, it was a fairly large lot. I think it was like about 11, 1,200 square metres, and it backed down onto the railway track. But um, there was a, a freight train that went through. I can't remember. It only went through at once a day or maybe even once every couple of days. But when this freight train went through, because it was diesel, uh, because of the you know the huge load that it was pulling, and they, they had about you know, probably three diesel engines pulling this thing, and it was quite noisy as diesels are when they're working hard. And it must have been kilometre long this thing, right? So, so it went through as I said every day, every couple of days at a particular time. I wasn't really p- p- too aware of that, and I, I had the market. I was I was selling it. I had it on the market. I was selling it myself, and a fellow contacted me from Canberra, and uh, he was up. Uh, looking looking for a house you know, in that general area for some reason. I think his kids live not far away. Anyway, I took him through the house. He really liked it. He liked everything about it. And You're on the handshake. Yeah, on the handshake. He says, look, I'll go, I'll go back to my lawyer. I said, look, that's fine. Uh, I'll get a contract to him uh, and we'll do the deal. And, and it was a done deal, like just on the handshake. Oh, do, I just got to remember Bob used to be in real estate. Like that's how he kicked off. So this wasn't, yeah. Yeah, so I know how to sell. Yeah. And... Uh, he was just walking to his car, you know, out, out the front, and next thing, 
clingity, clingity, and this thing went through, you know, this... Clingity, clingity, Oh, clang. you, can, you can imagine, like, three big diesel engines oh. pulling this thing that... And, and we just, he just sort of looked at it, and I looked at it, and I looked at him, and he looked at me, and we couldn't talk. It was so noisy. But, but he, instead of just jumping in his car and taking off, we waited, and it was... It, oh, it felt like an hour. Yeah. It, was, it was probably a, a minute and a minute and a half, I don't know, whatever it was. But the pain that was going through me, because I, I, I just saw that sail just go up, you know, and smoke sort of thing, and... And finally, when it went through, he said, oh, I've, actually, I've changed my mind. <laughs> that was it. Game hot, over. Hot in his car. See you, you later. Know, that, that, that minute or minute and a half that train went through was absolute agony. Oh. I couldn't even talk. It's hilarious. But that's trains. That um, is. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I, I derailed us there. So, let's, get, uh. let's excuse the pun, everybody. Uh, let's get back bit, yeah. on track. Oh, oh look at me go. I haven't I'm even practised these. No. Uh, but, but we were talking about um, whether you are on a train line or whether you are living near a station. Very and close to a station. Because that, that is a lot noisier. I mean, you've got people coming, people going, people parking. And you've got trains coming into the station sort of decelerating and slowing down and sometimes you get that high pitched squeal, you know, when they're yeah. it must be the the wheels on the on the metal tracks, I imagine. And then when they're taking off, uh, you got that build up crescendo of the um you know, the, the, the wheels picking up speed and the and going over the joints in the track and that and, and so more noisy. But there's a but there because it's actually a selling point for uh, rentals for mm. like uh, maybe roomy houses, student accommodation, or just people that want to live near a station that yeah. can quickly get into wherever they you know get to their ne- to where their job is or get to the yeah. close to amenities. It's back to how close is close. Yes, I, I mean four hundred meters would be great. Four, yeah, four hundred meters to a railway station. I mean that's a selling point. Yeah, uh, I don't know what, what's about four or five minute walk. Amble, isn't it? Four hundred metres. I'm not mm. sure, but yeah, to, to railway station. But you're away from the noise. Yeah. Because uh, re- remembering, and we haven't mentioned it yet, but whenever you're developing on, let's say, on a railway line or very close to one, the council would insist on getting an acoustic report. And so, what does an acoustic report generally cost, Bob? I know you had to get a yeah. ridiculous one. We don't even want to talk about what that cost, uh, but. But what was your what was? Oh, look! In round figures, it's probably like two grand, you know, give or take a bit. Uh, it can vary quite a bit. Uh, you know, just different engineers charge different amounts, but you know, you should get one for around that two, two and a half tops. And do they just stand outside with a microphone, basically, a sound meter? And well, they, they set work? up they set up a machine on the site, mm. and they leave it there for a week, typically. So they, obviously, they have to have a few machines. Mm. <laughs> they make a lot of money doing one a week. Uh, but often they, they leave these and they record the sound on on different days at different times because it does vary. Yes. Like, you know, the trains might stop running at 11pm and don't mm. start up till 5. Well, no train noise. Um, they might be busier on certain days. They might be busier on weekdays Is because of workers and less on weekends. as well? Uh, no, not really. Oh, well. Minimally. Yeah. And so they run the recordings through software, you know, acoustic software programs and... They come up with, with, you know, peak noises and peak times and then based on that they can make recommendations in terms of what has to be done to ameliorate the noise and it could be something as simple as an acoustic fence, it could be thicker glass in the windows on that particular side, it could be uh, extra uh, sheet of 
uh, you know, plasterboard in certain areas. It could be uh, extra insulation. Uh, it, you know, there's a, there's a range of, uh, you know, methods that they can use to ameliorate that. And, and in some cases, you know, it's got to do with, um, you know, even the air conditioning and closing mm. windows and everything. So they come up with a report and, uh, and you have to then incorporate that, those uh, those instructions or those ideas, if you like, into your into your design, and so the uh, the and architect not that would incorporate costly, those. Costly, really, are they? Well, generally not. No. Um, speaking of developing on a railway station, I did actually do some work on on a development for another person who bought the site in another state, sight unseen. Right, well, they were in another. W- state, weren't even no, sure yeah. what they were buying. Uh, when when they asked me to have a look at it the next day, I realised... They'd already bought it. <laughs> oh, they'd signed an unconditional contract, 10% deposit, and there was a four-lane road out the front, and there was a railway station at the back. Not a railway line, railway station. Mm. And the acoustics, just on that back fence, we had to build a six-metre high. Whoa, six a- metres. Yeah, acoustic fence, and that... When you're standing next to a six-metre fence... It'd feel like prison. It's pretty high. Yeah. It's a two... Well, a lot of... Um, you know, a lot of two-storey houses, the, the, the gutter is about five, so you imagine going right up again another metre. And, and you walk out... Say you walk out the back, say that was, you know, just where your courtyard is. You walk out and you're, you're looking up at Mount Everest, uh, this huge big wall. And then also uh, down the side, and, and then even in the building itself, there was there's acoustic measures. So, um, but the flip side of it is, I don't have far to go to the railway station. You don't. You couldn't go through the back fence, but you know it's just around the corner. And when you think about, like we've alluded to, the fact that it's often a rental area, but there are many hmm. expensive areas built on and near railway stations, aren't yeah. there? Yeah, there are. Yeah, some of our most expensive suburbs have railway lines going through and railway stations, and. Those areas can have a you know, reasonably high percentage of owner-occupiers mm-hmm. and they've paid a lot of money for their houses. And some of them live on the railway line, but for them, uh, the price of doing that is, from, from a noise or you know, visual point of view, is a lot less than their desire to live in that suburb and the location, the proximity to beach, I don't know, whatever it is, uh, it outweighs that. And you just alluded to the windows, the extra, the, the, the extras that mm. can minimise that noise. And, and yeah. I suppose it's more along the lines of a aesthetically pleasing, mm. as long as there's not a six metre fence out your back. Yeah, out the back. yeah, that's right. I mean, a lot of a lot of acoustic fences are only like two metres high. Yeah. And when you put you know a bit of a raised garden and some some shrubs in front of it, it quickly sort of blends into the background. Mm. So it's not that big an issue. But six metres, yeah, that you can't get around a six-metre fence. No. Bob, have you done many developments yourself on wh- where you've had to very much consider railway lines? Not a lot. Or stations? Well... Oh, let's go railway lines first because railway lines are different to stations. Yeah, they are. And, and they vary, as we talked about, yeah. that the height, you know, of the railway line. The and amount proximity of time to the that goes to yeah, and Yeah, um, Look... If I can avoid them, I would. Yep. But if I found a site in a in a cracker area where there's a shortage of stock and there's obviously plenty of precedents of successful developments along that line yep. and the price was okay, yeah, I'd do it. Yep. All those boxes would have to be ticked. 
but building near railway stations close by absolutely yeah yeah i'm thinking of one development i did which was some apartments and it was only three railway stations out of the city and the site was a cracker we did a basement plus four level apartment block there purely for rental mm-hmm. in fact we that's what we did no that syndicate i put together we kept them for rental not didn't sell them and it was 150 meters from the railway station but the railway station was through like basically in the bottom of the culvert mm. you couldn't even see it um and and so when you walked up to the railway station you walked down and a couple of sets of stairs to the railway station so it had a natural buffer and there was other there's probably about four four five five buildings you know between our building and the railway station anyway and and trees and things and to me that was great you hardly heard anything at all at all and, and you know three stations from the city it was also about 250 meters from the largest private hospital in right. the state with obviously a huge amount of employees there uh, and a railway line and in the other direction at about you know probably 200 200 meters was some small strip shops supplying all the basics in a few restaurants so that, to me that was perfect yeah uh but that you know close but not not on top of the railway station and i've done pre- plenty of them in close proximity mm. in fact I, terry Ryder. i don't know if people know terry Ryder. i don't even know if terry's around doing stuff these days but terry used to he was a journalist he was a property journalist for many years but then he he started a thing called hot spotting and it might still be out there i don't know it's not a plug for terry by any means but he he was uh predicting uh you know future growth areas for rental and you know uh, yeah, capital growth that sort of thing and uh, he did some studies a couple of years ago now probably three or four years ago and uh what he found he, he he looked at most of the capital cities three or four of them at least the big ones in australia and he had a look at the suburbs that had the highest growth for the year mm. and it was something like on average eight out of ten of those suburbs had a railway station Wow, so that's a pro, isn't it? Definitely. Mm. It's all back to transport. Yeah. You know, the cost of... The fuel. The cost of transport, like when you work in the city, you know, driving your own car in and parking, that's just part of your salary package. Uh, you know, you can... Oh, geez, I've gone to meetings in the city for an hour and a half and paid $70 parking, you know, mm. when I've been stuck and had to go to some parking stations. So it, it's all around transport, transport nodes, you know, and uh, railway stations are... A, a, bait, a great one. Bus interchange is almost as good, but certainly railway stations, yeah. So I think often people think when we're looking at developing that, you know, it's a, it's a negative, but it's not it really. There are so many things that impact mm. it, meaning, you know, how much sound pollution, whether it's below or above, um, you know, how busy it is, yep. how often trains are going through. Is it a, yeah, like just so much that you need mm. to consider before you go, oh, no, no. Yeah. One of the things that's hard, though, that I've found when I've looked at sites, either for ourselves or sometimes for our mentoring students mm. when we're doing feasibilities, is actually trying to get a good handle on the sale price of the end product. Yes. So I go back to our little uh, hypothetical we talked about before, old house, we're going to knock it down, build four townhouses on on the uh, on the site. Let's, let's say it's adjoining a, a railway line. Well, there, there would be a discount on the sale price. Mm. It, it wouldn't be the same sale price as an identical project 400 metres away necessarily. Yeah. Unless that 400 metres is on a four-lane road. Uh, so what is the discount? This is this is the thing. We, we know the costs are the same. You know, you throw in an acoustic report and, every, you know, what it costs to build other than there would be a little bit more in the acoustic 
remedies, but you know, it might only be five thousand dollars, you know, and it might only be a two meter fence. I'd just say it's a, you know, yeah. the railway line's a bit low. You might have a two meter fence, um, a few treatments to particularly on to the townhouses that face the line, not so much the other ones. You know, it it might be you know it might be an extra twenty or thirty thousand in the whole project, let's mm. say, but. How much do you discount the sale price? Because that's that's the biggest number in a feasibility. And so let's say 400 metres away, that identical townhouse sells for 800000 What will these ones sell for? Mm. Well, obviously, you've got to try and find comparable sales. So if there was a development done two blocks up and they mm. just sold, sold them in the last few months, well, and, and you're going to build that product, that, that would be great. But it, it often doesn't happen that way. And uh, probably because there's less developments on a railway track than there is off a railway track, pretty obviously. And so what do you use as a comparable? And and we've sort of had that trouble occasionally where there hasn't been much in the line of recent sales on that line. And uh, what do you do? Like, what's the discount? I mean, you could you could go to an adjoining suburb and, and try and... Like, it's more like what's the discount rather than the dollar value because mm. let's say... You went. A, you couldn't find it. You went another suburb along the railway track, and there were some recent sales there. Well, you could compare those sales to the average sales in that area, and you could say, "Oh, look, it's uh, you know, it's eight percent or something, whatever it is. I've got no idea." Yeah. And then that could give you a bit of a lead, but it can be a bit of an issue. And uh, you know, if you haven't got direct comparables, I mean, you can ask real estate agents, but then what are they going to lean on? They they've got to lean on comparables as well. Mm. That, and that, that has been a, a bit of an issue sometimes is trying to work out Find what out that is. Sale. You brought something up and I think I'd like to know the answer to this. Which would you steer away from first, a busy road or a train station? Which would be to you oh, more negative? A train station. A train oh, station. Maybe a train station. Okay, so then now which would you depends steer a, away depends from Depends what you mean first? by busy road too, like traffic be- counts. And would you prefer to develop, I would say, would you prefer to develop a four townhouse project on a busy road or would you prefer to develop next uh, closer to a train station, which would be more favourable for you? Closer to a railway station but yeah. not on the busy road would yeah. be yeah, more favourable. If you had to, which would yeah. you'd prefer the railway station? But not... But not on top of it, obviously, near it. No, I don't know. Hmm. Not on top of it. I just wonder. You know, sometimes you see a site and you, and you tend to discount it. Like, you might have a look. A site might come up and have a look. Oh, holy smokes! It's like it's everything uh, I'm looking for. 100, 150 meters from the, 100 meters from the railway station. Oh, and it's on four lane road. And oh, it's not what you're looking for. No, yeah. but you think, well, hang on. Okay. I'm not going to develop something for owner occupiers there necessarily, but but what else might work there? Because I, I, one popped up not long ago. It was on uh, quite a busy road, a, a four four lane road. There was a a shopping centre almost over the other side of the road, a big shopping centre. Within the shopping centre itself, virtually was a bus interchange, which was directly oh. opposite this. Yeah. Um, and there was a rail, there was a service station on on sort of on the other corner, like the perfect don't do. So let's just think about something like a rooming house, or something similar, perhaps a modern boarding house, or something there for for rental, mm. short term maybe. What what has it got going for it? Yeah, okay. There's 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 a four lane road, but there's also bus stops directly mm. over the road. 
So there's a little bit of noise, but you can account for that in the design. But straight across the road is a bus interchange that takes you in every direction. Mm. There's a shopping centre with virtually every shop known to, to man, really. Like there's uh, there's a two shopping centres joined together and then next to that is one of those, uh, well, there's a Bunnings, but there's also a... Um, Oh, what do you call them? A home centre? Like there's shops galore there. Mm. There's a railway station within, I'd say, about a five or six minute walk. And so you've got transport, bus interchange, trains, big shopping centre, like, and and not that far out of the city even. Like, mm. I'm I'm hearing Bob that it, it depends on the, the product. Yeah, mm. the product right there. Would be and maybe look at that. Maybe it still doesn't work, but like, just don't discount it because often what doesn't work for one might be a benefit for something else. For something true. else, yeah. you know. Oh my gosh! I just said absolutely. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Aaron. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Here goes a dollar in the jar. Yep. Okay. Well, I think I think we've we've opened up a thought process at least for mm. people considering developing near or, or maybe you've got an opportunity near a railway station or, or maybe you'll start looking a little bit more in those areas depending on the product yeah. that you're looking at, at, at developing. It's not just black and light. I'll no. say that again. <laughs> not just black and white. Is it? All black that, and light. It's not black, black and white. All black and white. No. There's, a bit, there's a bit to it. There's a lot more thinking can go around yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, Bob, well, thank you so much for your, as usual, amazing expertise. And um, You're most welcome. And we are... We have come to an end of episode 86. This podcast is brought to you by Property Mastermind, uh, leading property development educators in Australia. If you're interested in finding out more, feel free to email me, hillary at propertymastermind.com.au. One Alan Hillary, by the way. All right. Well, we shall see you soon, and um, good luck with your developing ventures. Bye for now. Bye now.